Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Compatibility. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in, so you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. It's time for Rush Hour with Danny Burke, presented by Bet Rivers. What's happening, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome into another edition of Rush Hour, presented by Bet Rivers. I'm Danny Burke, your host, live as always out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook just outside of Chicago in Des Plaines, Illinois. Tonight, we've got a great show planned for you. Jim Aiello of the Indy Star covering the Colts. He'll give us kind of a betting profile and overall outlook of the Indianapolis Colts this upcoming season, specifically with the devastating news with Carson Wentz, now Quentin Nelson, and we'll get into that momentarily, but it looks like it's just going downward for this Colts team, so we'll see what solutions they may have in their back pockets in terms of the quarterback situation, and really if they can just fulfill all these needs, because they're still a really solid team, so we'll see how they compare throughout the AFC South, and we'll talk to that with Jim in about 45 minutes. In between, we'll do another college football preview in the Big Ten. We'll talk about the Iowa Hawkeyes. Eight and a half is their win total. I'll tell you which direction I'm looking in terms of that betting angle for the Hawkeyes. Then I got a couple plays on the diamond tonight. Big slate and a decent amount of games to look forward to that are pretty solid. So we'll get into that with baseball. And then Jeff Parles, fellow VEASAN host, he'll be joining us in about 10 minutes or so. We'll go through all of his NFL plays. Well, maybe not all of them because he's got a bunch of them, but He's got a decent amount of player props that we'll discuss and some win totals too. And I know, you know, we may have hit him in the past with Jeff, but still a lot to kind of update with him in terms of the bets that he had and talked about when he filled in and a numbers game these past couple weeks. So exciting things to come tonight on Rush Hour. And speaking of exciting, another exciting day here in the city of Chicago with the Chicago Bulls making more moves in NBA free agency. How about DeMar DeRozan coming to the squad? The Bulls are looking nice. Now, at Bet Rivers, the odds have been taken off for NBA Finals, Eastern Conference, and for the Bulls specifically. A lot of moving parts, so we'll see where these odds get updated. But if you remember yesterday when we were looking at these odds before the acquisition of DeMar DeRozan, the Bulls were 150-1 to to win the Finals, 80-1 to to win the East. They were 2-1 to as the dog to make the playoffs, to miss the playoffs, minus 275. And that's the one that stuck out. I said, hey, if you're betting anything here, look for the Bulls 2-1 to to make the playoffs. Now the question remains is what is it going to be once it gets put back up? I think best case scenario is a good price is if you could get even money with the Bulls, I think you absolutely play the yes. Because look at this lineup now. You're getting Lonzo Ball, Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, Vucevic, Patrick Williams is your starter to get Kobe White and Caruso presumably coming off the bench. 
I guess the question, too, is what happens with Laurie Markkinen? It seemed like he was going to be getting shipped off, and possibly that was going to be the sign and trade with DeRozan. But instead, you get rid of Minu, you get rid of Thaddeus Young and several draft picks. But look, you know, you can't be devastated about getting rid of these draft picks, especially a couple second-rounders, because you can only hope they can get to the level of a guy like DeMar DeRozan. So it's a good investment. The Bulls are being aggressive, and that's exactly what you as a Bulls fan wanted out of this front office. Now, again, in terms of some of these odds, like we said, odds to make the playoffs, look at how they stack up among the rest of the contenders out of the Eastern Conference, right? I mean, if we lift off or just list off some of these top teams, yes, the Nets are still number one. You get the Bucks probably right there at number two. The Sixers, number three. We still got to wait to see what Philadelphia does, but as long as they got Embiid down there, they're still going to be very lethal. The Heat, with the addition of Kyle Lowry, going to be a top team probably once again. And then it really comes down to just a group of the Bulls, Celtics, Hawks, and Knicks, right? When you look at some of these playoff contenders and teams that are always on the brink of being in the postseason. In my opinion, I think the Bulls are probably better than the Celtics, Hawks, and Knicks at this point. Yes, you could call me a homer, whatever it is, but the Bulls are a little bit deeper than the Celtics. The Hawks, you could probably make the argument for, but the Knicks on the other side, you know, they haven't really done anything too impressive in free agency. I mean, uh, Nerlens Noel, you're bringing him back. Derek Rose, you're bringing in Fournier. Yes, I, that's going to help defensively just in terms of the backcourt, but still, the Bulls are looking great. So fun times ahead here in the city of Chicago. Now, out on the West Coast in terms of excitement in the NBA, how about the Los Angeles Lakers? Now, they made a splash today, and obviously they did last week too, bringing on Russell Westbrook. But not only do they bring in that veteran, how about Carmelo Anthony? He agrees to a one-year deal with the Lakers. They also bring in Kendrick Nunn, who's going to be a good addition to the backcourt for the squad. Malik Monk also agrees to a deal with the Lakers. And then they re-sign Talon Horton Tucker, the 20-year-old, three-year, $32 million deal to stay with Los Angeles. So yes, all the jokes are getting thrown out there that now the Lakers are the older team. But hey, they're bringing on some big pieces here, and we'll see what they can do in the West now that they're probably going to be at the top if they can stay healthy, like we assume was going to be the case last year. But then they ran into injuries, as we know. Once again, the show is Rush Hour, presented by Bet Rivers. I'm Danny Burke, live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook here on a Tuesday evening, just unveiling all the craziness that's been happening, not only here in Chicago with NBA Free Agency, but certainly out on the West Coast. We were just looking at the Los Angeles Lakers. Now, their finals odds, as we discussed, I mean, those are they, those have been taken off the board at Bet Rivers. While everything gets adjusted, we see all the moving parts. But what's still put up right now are the odds to win the Western Conference, and the Lakers are set at plus 150 as a short shot to come out of the West. The Warriors are next at plus 450, then plus 650. You get the Jazz and the Suns. The list goes on and on and on. For the Lakers to make the postseason, minus 2,500, and if you think some anomaly occurs and they miss it, it is to 9-1 for the Lakers to miss. But again, look, they're going to be having a stacked roster as well. They're going to be having some veterans, so to speak, with this old roster. But you're bringing in young guys. Obviously, you have Horton Tucker, Malik Monk, Kendrick Nunn to kind of wrap it up in that area. But the Lakers are going to be a tough team. LeBron's bringing on some of his friends. The Lakers have a good chance to be that top team out in the Western Conference. Because, look, I mean, the Clippers are a question mark with Kawhi Leonard and his injury and even if he's going to resign. Uh, obviously, the Jazz, you're dealing with injuries to Donovan Mitchell. Can the Suns replicate what they did? The Jazz, we can probably assume they're still going to be solid. The Nuggets, you're waiting on the injury with Jamal Murray. So the West is kind of wide open right now in the sense that the Lakers can easily take the cake. And then the Warriors, assuming they are back to full health, they can be another top squad as indicated by those odds. So a lot of fun throughout the NBA. If anything else crazy happens, like we said yesterday, we'll certainly keep you updated tonight here on Rush Hour. Like we said, we are going to be talking some football to kick things off. Jeff Parles, fellow VEASAN host, will be joining us momentarily. But there was some more unfortunate news throughout the NFL today, and it seems like deja vu because that's exactly what I said yesterday with Carson Wentz and the Indianapolis Colts. He's going to be out about 5 to 12 weeks going or undergoing rather foot surgery and literally pretty much the same exact procedure. Offensive guard Quentin Nelson going to be having the same timetable for return with the Colts. He's going to be out about 5 to 12 weeks. Just a bad stroke of luck up in Indianapolis with the Colts. So, I, you know, the one benefit with this, or not a benefit, I guess if you're looking at a pro is that, well, one, you still have just such a deep team all around. And you also have Frank Reich as your coach who is going to be able to figure something out. You add that together with a division that's pretty weak. It's really just neck and neck, we're all assuming, between the Titans and the Colts. 
The Titans are the favorite to win the division right now, minus 134. The Colts are plus 180. But what happens with Indianapolis? Do they trust one of their backups and Jacob Eason, the second stringer? Can he get the job done for, you know, maybe at least five weeks, best case scenario, before Wentz gets back? Or do you go out in the market, like we alluded to, you get a guy maybe like a Marcus Mariota and Nick Foles. People have been throwing those names out there, not saying it's going to happen, but those have really been the top two in the sense of who can the Colts bring in. So, look, it's not the end of the world in Indianapolis. We'll get more into this with Jim Aiello later in the show. He does a great job covering the Colts. But, look, they still have a lot of talent surrounding them and a division that could be wide open. But let's get more into that a little bit with our pal Jeff Parles, who you could, of course, follow on Twitter, at Jeff Parles, fellow VEASAN host, plugging him in everywhere. And did great work when he filled in for Gil on a numbers game these past couple weeks. So, Jeff, man, we appreciate you making some time. I know we got plenty of plays that you have in the NFL to go through tonight but first I just wanted to get your reaction with the Colts I mean like we said Carson Wentz going to be out five to twelve weeks same thing with Quentin Nelson what do you think the Colts do in terms of the quarterback situation and are you still giving them faith for this season just because their division isn't that tough Danny uh first off it's good to be back with you buddy I missed you as always uh first off with Indianapolis I don't know who you can really trade for at this point without having to completely overpay. Uh, the option I would like the most is Marcus Mariota, who in the one start he made last year, or excuse me, it wasn't even a start. He came in uh, after Carr hurt himself on a Thursday night against the Chargers, and he looked really good. But I don't know what it would take at this point. The, the Raiders probably would want uh, a, a future two, maybe even for Mariota. Remember, this year's one and two is now in limbo because Wentz is hurt. And he had to take 75% of the snaps for that to vest to a one. Uh, but the in-house options are horrible. Uh, Jacob Eason, Sam Ellinger. Uh, they, they, anytime the sentence, Team X brings in Brett Hundley to help quarterback depth, that's not a good sign. So no. uh, for, for, for me, Indianapolis' quarterback situation, they're, they're in a, big, a, a whole lot of hurt. The other thing is, too, with that Nelson injury, uh, it, in, with a backup quarterback, the way that Indianapolis' offense is structured, you at least could see a path with their, with Nelson healthy and that offensive line healthy where they run the ball 40 times a game, play ball control, that defense is good enough, where they could maybe steal uh, two out of those first six games, which are just, excuse me, two out of those first seven, which are just really difficult games on that schedule those first seven weeks. But without Nelson, that offensive line takes just such a big hit with losing the best guard in football. So I think Indianapolis is, uh, I, I, for, for lack of a better word, uh, toast, Danny. Uh, they're probably starting one and six, maybe even one and seven. Uh, even if Wentz comes back, like that, that schedule, except that week six game at home against Houston, is just a brutal schedule. So I, I think they're in a whole lot of trouble unless if Jacob Eason or Sam Ellinger ends up being significantly better than we think. Yeah, and I think you bring up a good point. Even if they bring in a guy like Mariota, you're going to have to overpay for it at this point in the season, seeing how desperate this team is going to be because they do have a lot of solid surrounding parts. You're right, but the beginning of that schedule is so tough. So you're right, 1-6 could be a realistic happening for this team. And look, it's tough days in Indy, but you still have a solid squad and a head coach. So we'll see if they can flip things around this upcoming season. But Jeff, let's go ahead and stay in the AFC. Let's talk about the AFC North. This is a division we've talked about several times on the show. I know you and I are on the same page in terms of the Cleveland Browns, and that's who I want to focus on. Now, 10.5 is their win total, and you've seen it gone a little bit more so to the over here. I think minus 105 is the number I snagged. It's up to minus 108 at Bet Rivers with 10.5 being the number. So what are you thinking with that win total at 10.5? And, and then just overall, when you're looking at the AFC North, can Cleveland be the team to finish at the top? Oh, absolutely, Danny. And look, I uh, I had a numbers game last Friday. Uh, picked Cleveland not only to win more than the 10.5 games, not only are they going to win the AFC North, I have them lifting the Lombardi for the first time in franchise history. <laughs> look, this is a... Look, I, 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 it's the Browns. Something ridiculous can happen to them. We know uh, the, the past for them. But look, now that there's an adult in the room and Kevin Stefanski who really has a clue how to coach that team and that offense, Odell Beckham comes back from a significant knee injury. Nick Chubb is now paid, so you don't have to worry about that anymore. You have a beast of an offensive line. 
So it really all comes down to two things. Does Baker Mayfield take another leap forward from what was a very good year last year to becoming a top, even a top 10 NFL quarterback would be more than enough for this Cleveland team to get them over the hump, win the AFC North and test Kansas City in an AFC championship game. And did the moves on their defense that they made, were they enough this offseason? They obviously drafted Newsom out of Northwestern. They signed Jadavian Clowney. Uh, they have the defensive player to your favorite, and Miles Garrett on that defense, even elite corner and Denzel Ward. Do they have enough pieces around those guys, though, for that defense to improve from what it was a year ago? I think they do. I think Cleveland's winning 12, 13 games, Danny, and especially with Lamar Jackson still not in training camp because of COVID for Baltimore. Again, I don't know how much practice he really needs, but that is a concern, and also Hollywood Brown's knee injury, obviously, is a big concern in Baltimore since the Hope was for him to turn into a pure number one wide receiver, even though I thought that was a little bit of a pipe dream anyway. Pittsburgh stinks. The Bengals aren't ready yet to really compete. Cleveland is going to win this division. They're going to go over 10 and a half wins. Uh, the only thing with betting them to win the AFC or the Super Bowl right now, Danny, is that number's been hacked down way too much for my liking. So, look, I'll probably end, on, uh, end up on it at some point, but the numbers that are out there right now to win the, the conference, to win the Super Bowl, are probably about $5 shorter of where they should be just because people have bet them this offseason. Look, they have the most stacked roster. If they could just put it together specifically, like you alluded to, Baker taking a step forward. That secondary improving based on the pieces they brought in from the draft and just free agency and trades. You're right. I mean, I'm with you. I love the Browns over 10.5, and, and it's not going to shock me at all to see them atop of the AFC North. I don't know if I'm with you all the way on them winning the Super Bowl, but look, hey, it, it wouldn't shock me because, again, that talent is so deep. So, again, Cleveland, a team that we're not used to saying this about, but could be a lot of fun down in Ohio. Um, speaking of a team that maybe won't have as much fun, though, Jeff, because I know we got a lot to get through, so let's kind of move on here to Philadelphia, and they got a win total of six and a half. The expectations are not high for Jalen Hurts and company. The under is plus 130 with it set at six and a half. You can also do it at Bet Rivers. Look at seven and a half, lay minus 159 if you want to get a little bit more security. But what do you expect with these win totals out of Philly this season? Man, a minus 160 under seven and a half seems pretty juicy Juicy there, Danny. Uh, that, that seems really, really good. I don't know how that one uh, ends up not coming home. But the six and a half at plus money, that's more intriguing to me. I, look, I, their offense is led by a quarterback that I don't think is an NFL starter in Jalen Hurts. He showed some glimpses of being good. Uh, the New Orleans game a year ago, uh, that huge statistical game against Arizona, but he's not an accurate passer. Even in that Arizona game, he was 51% completion percentage, even though it was a huge statistical game. And I think now that there's more tape on Jalen Hurts, he's going to be much easier to defend at the NFL level by NFL defenses. And the Eagles also, too. That defense is old. And I think older defenses that aren't particularly good, like Philadelphia's, are going to really struggle as the 17-game season and with COVID, with COVID protocols in there as well. I think this defense is going to have a whole lot of problem as, problems as the season moves along. So, look, there's not a thing I really like about this team. I also, look, I, I don't know if Nick Sirianni is going to be a bad NFL head coach or a good NFL head coach because he hasn't coached the game yet. But if you lose the press conferences like he did, that's never a good sign, Dan. So uh, I, I like Philadelphia under six and a half, even though they're playing in a very weak NFC East yet again. Uh, they're, they're just not any good. And I, I think six and 11 is the best case scenario for Philadelphia this year. Yeah, losing press conferences, something you're familiar with as a Jets fan, what we saw with Adam Gase. But new times ahead for you as a Jets fan, Jeff. And their win total we're seeing at 6.5, over plus 110, under minus 134. Or the alternate, you could do 5.5, over minus 159. What do you think your Jets do this season? And also talk about Zach Wilson. Him with Offensive Rookie of the Year, he's 8-1. to one. He's the guy we pointed out immediately because the value seems so high. What do you think about both of those respective betting angles? Yeah, so uh, we'll, we'll, let's 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 tackle the second one first, because Zach Wilson uh, eight to one now uh, at, at Bed Rivers. Other books have ten to one still on Zach Wilson, and Danny, we know week one, we know Trevor Lawrence is starting for Jacksonville. We know Zach Wilson is starting for the Jets. 
We don't know if Trey Lance is going to start. We assume not for San Francisco. We assume Justin Fields is not going to start week one for Chicago, even though I think Fields definitely should be the guy for the Bears. Lance, I'm okay with Garoppolo starting out of the gate and letting Lance learn behind him for a few weeks. But you know Zach Wilson's going to start. So why is he of longer odds than both Fields and Lance? So that number to me is just off base. And the Jets don't even have to be that good, Danny. They can go over that win total of six, which I think is a pretty good bet, actually, for them to go over six. I think six and 11 uh, is probably the uh, scenario where if things go wrong, they're going to get to. Because, again, it's just so hard to be as bad as they were a year ago, uh, historically bad for the first 13 games. But, Danny, you know he's going to play. And the expect and, and what he has to do is not as great as what Lawrence has to do, or especially the other two guys who aren't going to start right from this from the get-go of the season. So I like that Zach Wilson number at 10 to 1. Does it mean he's going to get there? Probably, maybe not, but I think that number is a little longer than it should be. And look, if the Jets survive the first six weeks of the season and get out of that 2 and 4, I feel pretty good about them at least pushing that 6. And I'd like them to get to 7 and 10. So uh, that defense will be better than expected, and that offense cannot be any worse than it was a year ago. And I would imagine that with a much more solid offensive line, a better receiving core, and the LaFleur offense, which is going to look a lot better than any Adam Gase offense ever has. Uh, the Jets, 7-10, and 10, maybe even 8-9. and nine. They're not a playoff team, but at least being competitive and winning a lot more games than you would expect to get ready for 2022 which should be the year the Jets finally take that step forward that Jet fans like me have been waiting for since 2011. Okay, Jeff, we got a minute left. Talk to me about Aaron Rodgers' interceptions. Eight and a half is the number. And then Sam Darnold interceptions at 14 and a half. Which way do you like for both of those guys? So the Rodgers one is simple. How is he, even with an extra game, how is he getting to nine interceptions? Uh, the greatest interception percentage uh, on the positive side in NFL history for Rodgers a bad year. The bad years for Aaron Rodgers are nine, ten. I don't see that happening, especially with everything that happened this offseason. So he'll go under that eight and a half. I don't care to jump with the lay a dollar fifty right now. That's a really good bet on Aaron Rodgers under eight and a half. And then Darnold, look, Darnold's had a shaky start to training camp. I know you can't take much from it, but we know he's a turnover machine in a new offense that is going to ask him to try to make a lot of aggressive plays down the field and over the middle in that Joe Brady system. So I think that just means a lot more turnovers, even though there may be more touchdowns for Sam Darnold passing this year. I think the turnovers also go up as well. So I'll go over on the Darnold interceptions, especially since we're getting an even money prize. Yeah, I love that Rodgers under eight and a half interceptions. I'm there with you. I think it's worth laying the price. We're seeing minus 143 with it, and he's only gone over eight and a half, Jeff, two times in his career. That was 08 and 2010. So look, you're right. He's got one of the best percentages in terms of avoiding interceptions. So the one added game, that's not going to scare me too much, especially if they have a hold of the NFC North, probably sitting out that final game anyways. But, hey, Jeff, love rifling through your plays with you, my man. I know you got more NFL and college, so uh, we'll try to do that next week with you, my man. Danny, it's a pleasure to be back with you as always. At Jeff Paros, ladies and gentlemen. Follow him on Twitter. Catch him hosting many shows here on VEASAN. All right, coming up next, we're talking a little college football. Stick around right here on Rush Hour. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to get to Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. They play, and I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shane and the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs>
And then they're never at any of those. Yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. (laughs) I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save 40% site-wide. Get 40% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Decent football betting guides are coming soon, and there is no better way to prepare for the college and pro football seasons. Our experts are providing profiles of every single team with advanced stats and power ratings. Plus, we've got best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. And each guide is only 20 bucks, and discounts are available when you buy both. So now is the time to reserve your copy or sign up for VEASAN's All Access and get everything we offer for the entire football season. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. That's VSIN.com slash subscribe. Speaking of the football guide, of course, the college football one is now available. So again, VSIN.com slash subscribe. And like we did yesterday here on Rush Hour, we're talking about certain teams, specifically in the Big Ten, and yesterday we talked about the Northwestern Wildcats. We'll keep it in the Big Ten and talk about the Iowa Hawkeyes. Now, you know, I'm going to try to be as objective as possible. Nebraska's my alma mater, so, you know, Iowa's the rival here. But let's take a look at their betting profile this upcoming season. Eight and a half is their win total at Bet Rivers, over under minus 113 each way. Now, they're the second short shot to come out of the Big Ten West, right? I mean, Wisconsin is right there at the top. Everybody's expecting a big year out of Wisconsin and Grand Mertz, but then you get plus 225 if you think Iowa can do it out of the West, and then to win the Big Ten overall, 14-1 to for the Hawkeyes. They are 100-1 to to win the Natty. Now, just looking at this Iowa team, uh, when you look at what Steve Mackinnon really previewed on the college football betting guide, again, can't stress it enough, started, start getting into it. There's so much information to get you ready as the season's getting closer. But they're returning 13 starters, right? So they're going to be able to plug and play their guys in the trenches like they normally do. They have a great running back in Tyler Goodson who could be one of the best in the country. 
And his power rating for them, 54 and a half. So, you know, not too shabby, obviously, for Iowa. And there are high expectations, as there typically are uh, with Iowa. But, you know, the big concern with this Iowa team is what can Steven Petras do? What can he, or Spencer Petras, excuse me, what can he be in terms of quarterback play? He never really had know a tough time as quarterback right there weren't any games where he had to lead the charge himself per se he really had he rarely had to do it himself it was usually the defense got him there the rest of his counterparts got him there special teams whatever it was everybody helped him out a lot there wasn't that much pressure on him but even when they were he really just wasn't that great he ended with a nine to five touchdown to interception ratio just a 57.1 percent completion rating so if they can't rely on Tyler Goodson as much as they want to, even though the offensive line is going to be great, and presumably so is Tyler, then Petrus has a lot of pressure. I just don't think, though, that it's going to matter as much with him as the issue, but the schedule might make you think otherwise. As we separate how we're looking with Iowa, uh, with their winnable games, week three versus Kent State, week four versus Colorado State, then you're going on the road against Maryland. Not saying that's going to be easy, but certainly a winnable game. Uh, you get Purdue at home. On the road in Evanston against Northwestern, we talked about them yesterday. I think it's going to be a downward year for Pat Fitzgerald and company. Then week 12 with Brett Bielema and company, you know, a lot of turnover in Champaign. Uh, that should be definitely a winnable game for Iowa. So if you're putting all those winnable games, let's just say, for argument's sake, they win those, right? They win all of them. That puts you at six wins. Okay, well, then let's look at the losable games on this schedule for the Hawkeyes. Week two at Iowa State, that one's going to be a tough. You know, the Hawkeyes aren't the top team in Iowa anymore. It's going to be the Cyclones with Matt Campbell. Uh, week 6 versus Penn State, you get them at home, and there's still some questions with their offense as well. That's probably going to be an ugly, you know, your classic Big Ten slow-paced game, but the defense is going to be showing out on both sides, maybe a little bit even more so for the Nittany Lions, so that could be a losable game. Week 9 at Wisconsin. If Wisconsin's going to be the top team in the Big Ten West, as it's indicated by the short shot on the odds, then the Badgers have to win that game against the Hawkeyes. Then you look at the toss-up games, week one versus Indiana to get things started out. Certainly with uh, Penix, this offense that Indiana presents is going to be tough right out of the gates for Iowa. Week 11 versus Minnesota, we talked about this squad with Kenny White, and I'm higher on Minnesota, as is Kenny. He's picking them for value-wise to win the Big Ten. Now, I don't think per se that Minnesota I would pick to win this game, but I still think it's going to be tough, hence a toss-up at that point in the season. And then week 13 to end the season with Nebraska, you know, make fun of Nebraska as much as you want. I do more so than probably a lot of people. But that last game of the year, no matter how bad each team is or how good, it is always a toss-up game, always coming down to the wire. If Nebraska can actually close it out at home, then yes, that's going to be a 50-50 game and a toss-up. So look, if you're giving Iowa all their winnable games, and you can even give them two or three of their toss-up games, in my opinion, they're still at about eight wins. And you count those losable games, of course. Remember, this win total's at eight and a half. Defense will be fine. The trenches will still be great. But what can Petras bring to the table against this relatively tough schedule? I think I would rather bet under 8.5 as opposed to the over. Minus 113 each way. I think you're seeing Iowa right at about 8 wins. All right, we'll take a break from football for a little bit. Let's talk some baseball. A couple plays on the diamond coming your way. Stick around here on Rush Hour. For your winnings, cash out instantly with Bet Rivers' new feature, Rush Pay. Get your cash when you want it at Bet Rivers Sportsbook, the industry leader with exclusive bets, daily specials, odds boosts, and the most in play betting options out there. And as always, you get a $250 match bonus along with those fastest payouts and only one time playthrough at Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Offer valid in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com or New Jersey. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Virginia, 1-888-532-3500. Offer not valid in Iowa. 
All right, let's get to it. Welcome back here on Rush Hour on VCD Sports Betting Network. I'm Danny Burke, your host, live out of the Bat River Sportsbook on a Tuesday evening filled with plenty of Major League Baseball action. We're going to dive right into it. Let's get started with a couple plays I have tonight on the Diamond regarding the Southsiders. That's right, the Chicago White Sox. Very, very profitable at home this season. A great opportunity tonight, potentially, as they take on the Kansas City Royals. Dylan Cease versus Chris Bubik. And look, it's a southpaw matchup for the White Sox, who always advantageous, and we try to seek that out a lot of times when we see the White Sox going against the lefty. And when you look at the stats for Bubik, I mean, he's 3-4 and four with a 4.58 ERA, 4.82 XFIP, so a higher XFIP than ERA, which is always a red flag and then a relatively high whip of 1.46. Now Cease on the other side, the righty for the White Sox. He certainly has his volatility, but overall not too shabby. 7-6 with a 4.14 ERA. Relatively solid expert, but 3.96 and a whip of 1.30. Now the White Sox coming off a day off. They just won two out of three versus the Indians. Royals just got swept in three by Toronto. And Cease has gone up against Kansas City three games this season. He's gone 16.1 innings pitch, uh, 13 hits he allowed, and just three earned runs racked of 15 Ks. They had a batting average of 228 against Cease. The White Sox, 2-1 in those starts. The last start was actually July 27th at Kansas City. He allowed two earned runs, six innings pitch with six Ks. So not too shabby from Cease. Ubik against the White Sox. Two games played, but only one game started. It's gone 11.2 innings pitch, allowed six hits, three earned runs, five Ks, and actually a 154 opponent batting average have the White Sox had against him. Royals 1-1 one one in those games. But they're kind of unique, not, you know, your generic start. So, look, the White Sox also just played at Kansas City the other week. They lost three out of four against the Royals. So they're going to be seeking a little bit of revenge. The one game they did win, they won that one 5-3. to three. And I think you're going to be seeing a lot of offense tonight because this White Sox team has just been a beast at home. They have a 773 OPS at home compared to 721 on the road. They're hitting 757 OPS-wise against lefties, 744 against righties. Kansas City on the road offensively, 645 OPS compared to 742 at home. So they've been a train wreck offensively on the road. Have the Royals against righties, 680 OPS way better against lefties, 7.33. Kansas City bullpen-wise, 4.70 bullpen ERA. The White Sox have a 4.04 bullpen ERA. End of the day, what this comes down to is the betting, uh, the better pitching advantage for the White Sox, the home field advantage that we've seen from Chicago, seeking that revenge. And no, I don't want to lay the 240 on the money line with the White Sox. So what I did instead, laid the run and a half with Chicago here. Minus 125, I think, is the number I got it at. Obviously, I put that in the Best Bets log page. If you haven't checked it out, vcin.com slash subscribe. But right now, at least, currently at Bet Rivers, you can get a minus 122. No, it's never ideal to lay a price on the run line. We were just talking about that with Amal Shaw last night. But I do think it's a great spot for the White Sox. You've seen big line movement in favor of Chicago. Minus 185 is where they opened. Again, now they're up to minus 240 but I don't want to lay that much, so instead I'm willing to lay a lot more less in terms of going with the run line with Chicago. So minus one and a half with the White Sox tonight against the Kansas City Royals is my first of two plays. My next one revolves a relatively solid matchup between the Dodgers and the Astros. Now, on paper, obviously, it's still going to be a solid matchup in the sense that these are two top teams, but the Astros just lost two out of three against the Giants. you got to tip your cap to the Giants, certainly, because they've been great. Los Angeles, they just won two out of three at Arizona, so a relatively easier spot this past go-around with the Dodgers. But tonight, they could be a little bit more difficult. They're going against Lance McCullers Jr., who's 8-2 this season. Very solid with a 3.23 ERA, 3.74 XFIP, and a 1.22 whip. All right, so yeah, McCullers is a solid starter, no doubting that. But Bueller has been even better. I mean, he's 11-1. 2.19 ERA, 3.59 XFIP, and a .90 whip. McCullers, the big thing that stood out to me on this, too, because not only was the big line movement kind of an indicator, they were minus 153 up to minus 182 currently are the Dodgers. But when you look at how great McCullers has been, a lot of that has come at home. He's got a 2.65 ERA at home, but on the road, 4.69 ERA. When you look at the weighted on-base average, uh, with, uh with the opposing teams, I mean, 323 on the road compared to 272 at home. So, look, McCullers at the end of the day just has not been that solid whatsoever away from home. 
And, you know, when you look at just his overall stats, it's not going to indicate that as much. But a team like the Dodgers is going to take advantage of that. Now, again, Houston's bullpen isn't the best, 4.11. L.A.'s got a 3.59 bullpen ERA. I'm going with the Dodgers in this spot. The big line movement went to them, but it got out of hand, right? I mean, you're seeing them as high as minus 182 in this spot tonight against the Astros. So instead of doing that, and I'm a little bit cautious on the run line here, you can get Los Angeles plus 114 on the run line. I'm a little bit skeptical about that one because these are two top teams and a two great pitchers really so what i did is a little bit more unique and what you can do at bet rivers what they allow you to do is kind of you know manipulate this the run line a little bit and i just laid a run with los angeles laid minus 132 so if they win by one i push and if they win by more than one obviously i'll win but i won't get the plus money like the run line but a little bit more security here because of how great these two teams are and because of two top pitching matchups. So I just laid the run. I know it's kind of a weird, odd thing to do, but I felt a lot better doing that instead of laying as high as minus 182 with the Dodgers. So not only did I do that with Los Angeles laying a run, like we just talked about, laid the run and a half with the White Sox earlier as well at about minus 125. In terms of the Dodgers, if you're comfortable laying upwards to minus 170 to minus 182 is the range I've been seeing, then obviously feel free to go with that. Or if you want to take... More of a gamble and go with the plus money. Plus 114, not too bad of a look either if you think the Dodgers can handle the Astros pretty sufficiently tonight. But that's the only two plays I've got tonight in baseball. Obviously, the Cubs and Rockies dueling it out. Didn't have as much action in Coors Field, but expect plenty of runs there as we typically do with Davies and Freeland going up against each other. But once again, Dodgers laying a run and the White Sox laying a run and a half are my two plays tonight for Danny's Dimes on the Diamond. That's going to wrap it up for our discussion surrounding baseball, but stick around as we wrap it up with Jim Aiello. Just fantastic work in terms of covering the Indianapolis Colts What's going to happen with Indy? He'll tell us next. Stick around and we'll learn how to bet them this upcoming season. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. You fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. 
All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for 40% off site-wide and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for 40% off site-wide at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. the most out of all odds with Bet Rivers. Daily hometown discounts on boosts on all of your favorite teams, only at your hometown sportsbook. And to make your experience even more rewarding, Bet Rivers offers the most live streams of major sports, instant payouts, and only one-time playthrough. Offer valid in Illinois only, must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Not valid for any participant of the Illinois Gaming Board statewide voluntary self-exclusion program. Daily hometown discounts. Remember to check them all out. BetRivers.com. All righty, wrapping up a Tuesday edition of the program, which is Rush Hour, right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Thank you for joining us. I'm Danny Burke, your host, live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook just outside of Chicago in Des Plaines, Illinois, and not too far out from us, Jim Aiello joining us, Colts insider for the Indy Star. You can follow him on Twitter at Jim Aiello. And, Jim, I'm sure it's been quite a whirlwind these past couple of days with the news of Carson Wentz and then Quentin Nelson getting added on for virtually the same procedure. Both of them timetable for the return about 5 to 12 weeks. Uh, what's kind of been just the whole mood around training camp is I'm sure you're, you know, your ears to the ground there. What, what's really been the sentiment? The sentiment's been we're pleading for a normal day would be nice. I mean, it feels like, you know, we, we, we started the first day. We had a, a, a press conference with Chris Ballard, the GM, and he tells us that Frank Reich has COVID. He'll be out a week. So that was kind of crazy. And then, uh, yeah, a couple of Carson Wentz practices for two days. He's out. The next day, Quentin Nelson hurts himself. He's out. I mean, Darius Leonard still hasn't practiced yet. Brian Kelly's got a hyperextended elbow. I mean, I, I keep this, all their best players, all their star players, they're all pros, they're full bowlers, they're all banged up right now. So the time frame for them returning is kind of huge. Five to 12 weeks is, is a large, large window. You could either be back for week one or miss almost half the season. So that's kind of wild. So, yeah, the sentiment is we're looking for a normal day, hoping that maybe to be tomorrow. Yeah, we'll be rooting through that with you, Jim. But you're right. I mean, so much craziness has been happening at camp, and I'm sure you've had plenty to work with these past couple of weeks. But, look, kind of sticking on Carson Wentz, I mean, before this, before the injury and now we know about the surgery, I mean, what were your thoughts on Carson Wentz? Did you think that this was the right guy for the job and that this is something that he could plug in with this team and kind of take it over immediately? Or were you assuming that this was maybe going to be a work in progress with Wentz? So, you know, if it was up, you know, just me watching the film from last year and watching him last year, you know, I watched plenty of Eagles games, I would have had serious doubts because the guy looked like he was making a lot of poor decisions, mechanics was all out of whack, even for a guy that doesn't understand, you know, again, I'm not a quarterback guru, but I could see that he was, he was, his base wasn't there, he was throwing from different angles, and, and sometimes the ball was getting away from him. All those things were concerning, and then the Colts traded for him, and Frank Reich gets his hands on him, and I'm telling you, and I've been around Frank Reich when he's been around Andrew Luck and Jacoby Brissett and Philip Rivers. And I'm telling you, every one of those guys, he got, if not the best out of, pretty close. I mean, he has a way of tailoring his offense and working with quarterbacks to get the best out of them. And we know what Carson Wentz can do with Frank Reich. We saw it in Philadelphia. He was a near MVP in 2017. Um, the team went to the Super Bowl. And, again, I know Carson Wentz wasn't part of that. That was ended up being Nick Foles at the end there. But, still, Carson Wentz had a fantastic season. And they have a great relationship. So, honestly, as a guy who's been around Frank Reich as much as I have, I just kind of put my 
know, my faith in the fact that if I had to say, was he going to be good, was he going to go bad, I, I bet good just because, again, I, I've seen Frank Reich do a lot of good things. I think everybody thought Philip Rivers was toast when he got to Indianapolis last year. 38 years old, he had thrown 20 picks in his last year with the Chargers, and he came out and had a really great year, had a great playoff game. Um, and so, yeah, I, I kind of decided that I was going to put my trust in Frank Reich in terms of making my evaluation of whether or not it was a good trade. So, and early on, it looked good. Carson Wentz, I mean, it was a day and a half of practice, so we really didn't get much. But he looked like he was in control of the offense, like he understood everything, like he had developed chemistry with his teammates. Things were definitely trending in the right direction. If there's a guy to trust, it's certainly going to be Frank Wright, and there's no doubting that in what he's done in his tenure, in his short tenure with Indianapolis and even beyond that. But look, so then that begs the question that, Jim, I mean, could he do the same to a, to a degree, I suppose, with Jacob Eason or potentially Sam Ellinger, or are they going to kind of shop around in the market? What can we expect with the quarterback situation now? That's a, that's a great question, and it's something we're all wondering. So, I mean, I just said, and like you just said, Frank Reich is an expert molder of clay, but I guess what I'm wondering is what quality of clay Jacob Eason is and how much does he have to work with there. And look, there's a person that Jacob Eason was a fourth-round pick. The guy's got a cannon for an arm. He looks like an elite-level star quarterback, 6'5", he's huge. But, the, you know, when you have those traits, there's got to be a reason you fall to the fourth round. And there's, we're starting to see those things. His processing isn't great. He's a beat or two behind in camp. He's, his accuracy isn't good. Even when he's completing passes, he's not leading guys down the field. He's just behind. It's up. It's down. He's having a hard time placing the ball in the places he wants to. So, again, it's really hard to say if Frank Reich's going to be able to turn this around. Again, you have to remember Jacob Eason is effectively a rookie. He didn't get a real training camp last year because no one did. There was no preseason, so he didn't get to play against an NFL defense. The reps he's getting right now against the Colts' first-string defense are, is the first time he's faced a first-string defense in his, in his life because he was the third-stringer last year behind Phillip Rivers and Jacoby Brissett, which means he was barely getting any scout team snaps. So he, this is the first time he's had real exposure to first-team NFL defense. So it's going to be really hard to say. They are counting on him uh, right now. And that's to answer the second part of your question. They have said they're not going to pursue uh, a veteran quarterback at the moment, they're going to let you. Uh, it's going to be his job. It's his job to lose, essentially, is what Frank Reich has said. Um, I believe that to a point. I mean, if he goes to Carolina, their first preseason game, and doesn't look good, they're going to have to come up with another option. So I think they're going to be monitoring the veteran quarterback market, but I think they want Jacob Eason to win this job. And then, hopefully, they're hoping Carson Wentz's recovery period is on the short end of that 5- to 12-week window. They think, hey, if he misses five, six weeks, that's either no games or one game, and we can live with that. We can live with Jacob Eason for one game. Okay, so if the assumption is that it's going to be Jacob Eason, his job to lose as of this point, when we look at the odds and how they stack up against each other, the Colts not the favorite anymore. Now they've dropped to plus 180 to win the AFC South. The Titans are the favorite, minus 134. The Jags are 6-1 to one. Texans, as we know, at the bottom at 28-1. to one. What did you think in terms of coming out on top of the division before the injury and now after? I mean, is it almost hopeless for the Colts, or do you still think there's maybe some value with Indy? I actually think there's some value. And, again, it just depends on the Carson Wentz injury. And, and again, I mean, it could, you know, I, I think a lot of people were hesitant to bet on the Colts anyway because of how bad Carson Wentz looked last year. Totally understandable, by the way. I get that. But if he gets back and plays like even the 2019 version of himself, which was a pretty good quarterback, the Colts still have a chance to win this division, so I think there is some value there. And, again, the, the Colts are pretty optimistic that he might be able to return on the shorter end of that 5-12 week time frame. Um, they got some really tough games at the start with, with Seattle and, and L.A. at the front end. And then five, I mean, they have five tough games, but those two right off the back-to-back are, are really tough. Um, that said, and, again, I think Tennessee is really good. Um, I like that team a lot. I still don't know if they've done enough on defense to address all the holes they had. But, yeah, I guess to answer your question, I think there is some value to be had with the Colts. That I think you said plus 185. I like that. Um, if, you're, if, you're, if you're looking for, uh, I don't know, kind of an underdog bet. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the surrounding talent is so deep on Indy, and we talk about Frank Reich and how he can develop some of these quarterbacks. It wouldn't be surprising to see them competing, especially if you get Wentz back in the early timetable. So plus 180, not too shabby in terms of the odds. You're right. The Titans, I mean, they need to address the defensive side of things. That's been my concern with Tennessee, as with everybody, but they're minus 134. And, Jim, because we're almost up against it here, I know you got plenty to work with tonight, so we appreciate your time while you're with us, but 
in terms of the Colts and what they can do offensively before Wentz is implemented, how much are we going to see a Jonathan Taylor? Because that guy was an absolute beast in the latter half of the season. What do you expect out of him, at least in the beginning, and then I guess throughout this whole year? Is he going to be a star in the making? So I, I was projecting huge things for Jonathan Taylor uh, when Carson Wentz was healthy. Now I'm not sure. Again, it depends how long Carson Wentz is out. If he's back and, and NFL defenses have to respect a legitimate NFL quarterback, a guy who has MVP talent in him, then, yeah, I think Jonathan Taylor is not going to see a lot of loaded boxes. He won't see those eight-man fronts, and they will be expecting Carson Wentz to try to beat them downfield. When you have a guy who's effectively a rookie as your quarterback in Jacob Eason, they're going to be they're going to make Jacob Eason beat them, which means eight-man boxes for Jonathan Taylor. Look, now look, he can still catch the ball. Uh, he's he's pretty good receiver out of the backfield, but well, that I will say that they also the Colts also have Naheem Hines. They also have Marlon Mack, two backs they do want to use. I think they were going to use those guys regardless, maybe more than people thought. I don't. Jonathan Taylor will be the lead ball carrier in Indianapolis, but. Will he have full bell cow status? I don't know. I don't think so. That's not normally how Frank Reich likes to roll. And so without Carson Wentz, I do worry you know, that, that they're going to be behind a little bit more, that, that defenses will be looking to stack the box against Jonathan Taylor. So I'd be a little wary of Taylor, especially early in the season until we know. I shouldn't even say early in the season. We'll know where Carson Wentz is going to be in a few weeks. He's got two weeks. And then they say they'll, they'll, they'll go through another kind of two weeks of recovery. So in that three- to four-week window from right now, we'll kind of know if he'll be back sooner rather than later. Jim, awesome stuff, my man. Really appreciate the time. Thank you for the input. And, hey, hopefully you get you, get you that normal day soon enough, as early as tomorrow. But <laughs> until then, uh, take care, my man. Look forward to catching up again soon throughout the season. Absolutely. Anytime. Thanks very much. At Jim Aiello on Twitter, you can catch him, Indy Star Colts Insider, and also co-host of the Colts Cover 2 podcast. Love hearing about this Indy team because that's all the questions we've had these past couple of days and even the the ending stages of last week. So good to get some insight. Looking like it's going to be Jacob Eason unless something goes, you know, he craps the bed in preseason. But Eason could be your guy until Wentz could come back. All right, well, in case you missed it earlier, we're wrapping up here on Rush Yard, but I did have a couple plays for tonight in terms of Major League Baseball. Just to kind of recap, with the White Sox tonight, we're laying the run and a half, but also laying a slight price of minus 125 versus Kansas City. Now that one's come down a little bit to minus 122, but really like the advantage here with Chicago at home. And not only that, how about the Dodgers laying a run? That's right, just a run, not a run and a half for the money line, but laying a run for the security here. Minus 132 with the Dodgers versus the Astros. As always, best of luck if you tail. And in terms of baseball, remember, at Bat Rivers, 20% live boost every Tuesday and Thursday. So if you're tailing, be sure to check that out, BetRivers.com. From all of us here at Beeson, the Sports Betting Network, take care. We'll catch up again tomorrow, and best of luck with all of your bets. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd, cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. 
Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.